We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All systems are good. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Oh, man, come on in here. Good to see you. Welcome back to another one here on Insight. I'm CVV Chris Van Vliet, episode number 498. I never say the number of the episodes usually, but I mean, we are inching so close now to episode number 500. And today we've got the one and only Ricochet on the show. And it goes without saying, but this is a once in a generation talent. Uh, the way that he does things in the ring, it's, it's actually, it's not just what he does in the ring. It's how he makes it look so effortless. Like everything that he does, we talk a bunch about that. And he talks about like, I was like, what does it take to have like the courage to get up there? He's like, no, no, stop right there. It's not about courage. It's about knowing what you can do and then pulling it off. He's like, if you start thinking about it, I mean, you're heading in the wrong direction here. So it was great to have a short interview with him during WrestleMania week a few months back here. You might have seen that on my YouTube channel. Great conversation, but it was you know pretty short conversation, although we did touch on a bunch of stuff there that we didn't touch on here and, and vice versa. But we talked there about like Lucha Underground. We talked there about the Royal Rumble spot with Logan Paul. So if you haven't checked that out yet, go check it out on my YouTube channel. And speaking of Logan Paul, that's the big match at SummerSlam. And there's something about the chemistry that these two guys have when you put them together in the ring. And I know that this is going to be one of those matches on Saturday at SummerSlam. By the way, I'll be in Detroit. So if you happen to be there, it'd be great to see you. Just come by, say hi. But what's going to happen with these guys? Like They're going to steal the show for sure. So I can't wait to see that. Please take a screenshot. Let us know you're listening to this episode and tweet us or tag us on Instagram so we can share it out. He is at King Ricochet. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. And man, just so good to be able to chat with him. So let's dive into it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ricochet. Dude, it is. It's so good to see you. And I'm so glad to have you back on for like a longer conversation now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, I, what the one was that? Uh, WrestleMania was it? And that was such a nice surprise, like to just be able to spend some time with you there. And now so much other stuff has happened since then. And I also feel like almost every Logan Paul highlight in WWE has you on the other side of that match, on the other side of that moment. 
Yeah, it's, it seems to be uh, connected somehow, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really curious. When Logan Paul first came into WWE, what were your initial thoughts of him? Uh, I mean, I never had any preconceived notions. I, I just think, you know, like we have people come in all the time, so it's it's that was nothing new to me. But then um, seeing, like, he was actually at the PC training with Sean and some of the people down there, and then he was like putting the work in for the match with like the, the tag match with the Miz and the other match with the Miz and like he's putting the work in. So when he initially came in, I mean, I was curious to see what happened, but then to see actually what he has done since has been, it's been, I mean, actually pretty cool. You've done this thing now. You've done this thing now twice in WWE where, you know, the promo ends with you jumping over the top rope to the outside, landing in front of the person how do you figure out like, oh, yeah, that's something I'm completely capable of doing? I, You know what? I, it's, it's funny. I was just asking my fiance. I was just, or not asking, but I was asking her, um, I wonder at like what age, because the first time I did it, I think I was like 29 and now I'm like 34. So I was like, I, I, I wonder at what age will I not be able to like do that anymore? Not necessarily like, will I not want to do it? You know, there'll be an age where I like, even guys, I don't want to do that. I can, but I don't want to. I wonder if what age will, will it be where I'm like, guys, even if I wanted to, I can't do that anymore. I, I always like, I, but I try to push myself and that's something, I don't know. I just like, I don't know, the, the, maybe the, the barrier. I just want to break through that. Whatever that is, I just want to keep it going. I don't know what that is. I don't know why. Is there anything that you used to be able to do in the ring that now almost 20 years into this that you're like, ah, either I can't do that anymore or... I don't know if I should do that anymore. Uh, honestly, probably only like the double moon salt, maybe like, and that's not even. I, honestly, I probably could still do it if I wanted to do it. I could, could you? I, That'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. Well, I just don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I did it off the cage. Just come on! I mean, it looks so smooth the way you do it. I, I would have to actually take some time to like practice, really practice, because it's just when I, that's, I was just asked the other day, when was the last time I even did it? And I couldn't tell you I, the last time that I did the double moonsault. I don't know. Other than the one off the cage at NXT before that, even like in the ring, man, I couldn't tell you. Dude, what's so fascinating about this is you're like, yeah, I would have to practice to do a double moonsault, which yeah. makes me think that all the other things that you do require no practice and they're just innate to you uh i mean <laughs> technically i guess you're kind of right but at the same time it's like i have been doing it. it's like asking a gymnast to like do something that they've been doing their whole life obviously i'm not a, a gymnast but like i have been training myself on this type of stuff since i was six you know years old so and then I've been wrestling since I was like 14. So to literally like be doing it for so long, it is kind of second nature. Some of it is second nature when you're out there. Like it is just like instinct. Yeah. I Do you remember? Some of the stuff still takes practice now that I'm getting older. Do you remember what the very first high flying move that you ever successfully did was? It, yeah, it was, uh, you know, remember Jeff Hardy's like whisper in the wind? Yes. It was basically that, like the guy was laying on the ground and I would do the whisper in the wind onto the guy. 
Like, I remember, like, that was, like, my first, I mean, very first match, like, in the backyard, whispering the wind to the guy laying down. No big deal. Just a whisper of the wind. But, I mean, I, I was scared to, like, do, I wanted to do, like, a Phoenix Splash, the one, like, a full Phoenix Splash, but I was too scared. I don't know why. On the trampoline, I could do it, but in the ring, it's different. It stuff's different when you get in there. But I feel like there's so many moves that you now do off the top rope where you do them so seamlessly, so effortlessly. How do you build the courage up to stand up there? Because it it doesn't maybe look that tall. You 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 already see you got to stop. You don't build the courage up. You just got to go. You can't stop and think about it. Because if you stop and you think about it for a second, you, the courage is going to go down. <laughs> you know what I mean? The courage the courage comes from when you're not thinking. You know what I mean? You got to use you. I never do anything that I don't think is beyond my abilities. Mm. I try to stay within my capabilities. But so when I'm in there, it's literally like split second decision. Do it on the spot. Because the more you sit there and think about it, the more the courage is going to go down, at least in my experience. So what's something that you do that looks so seamless and so effortless, but when you actually hit it, it kind of does hurt? I mean, the 630 every single time, the 630, whether it's my neck or my back or something, it's usually, it's not, I mean, it's a painful move for both people in the ring. Absolutely. I feel like that and actually anything where you landing on some, anything where you're landing on someone, it, it, I mean, it doesn't feel good when you're coming down. Like I'm sure you've seen Montez do the sprog splash from the rafters. Like that hurts both of us. Or when I'm doing my shooting star, that's going to hurt both people a little bit, at least. I, I feel like, you know, the more you talk about this, I feel like the 630 is going to go the way of the double moonsault. Please, we can't have that happen. No, no, that's, uh, that's like my spirit bomb. You know, Goku only throws that out when he needs, he, he needs it. So you already know this Saturday is SummerSlam live from Detroit. It's Ricochet versus Logan Paul. And on the same night... It's Logan Paul's brother, Jake Paul, taking on perhaps his most difficult opponent yet in Nate Diaz. And you can bet on all of it at MyBookie. MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all combat sports. So we're talking boxing, UFC, and yes, WWE. You can bet on WWE at MyBookie. And when you make your first deposit using my promo code, which is CVV, you'll get an additional 50% welcome bonus. So throw in, say $100. Well, now when you use that code CVV, you've got an additional 50 bucks. So $150 to bet on SummerSlam, Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. And by the way, Jake Paul is a heavy favorite here. So if you think Jake Paul is going to get knocked out, bet on Nate Diaz and you can make yourself a little bit of money. It's all happening at mybookie.ag. Use that promo code CVV. This episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. And if you've ever been thinking of trying Blue Chew, how about your first month for free? Yeah, when you use the promo code CVV at checkout at bluechew.com, you'll get your first month for free. You just have to pay $5 for shipping. Guys, this is the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but it's in chewable tablets and a fraction of the cost. And the best part, it's all done online. There's no doctor's visits, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And look, even if you don't struggle in the bedroom department, this is kind of a fun thing to try. And I promise you, 
the missus or the girlfriend or whoever it is, is going to be a big fan of this too. Bluechew.com. Use that promo code CVV at checkout and you get your first month for free. You just have to pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is CVV. Speaking of Logan Paul, that Spanish fly that you guys did at Money in the Bank, that one looked like it hurt a lot. I mean, it all hurts a lot. But that's kind of why we do it. But um, that one especially hurt giving the circumstances at hand. Absolutely. And this one that just happened on Raw, where he's holding the camera up, like holding the phone up, selfie style, and you super kick him in the face. I feel like that's like an all-time highlight for both of you guys. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I'm sitting there doing my thing and he wants to come in and attack me from behind. You know what I mean? But he only like, he hits me once. It, it had me rattled. Absolutely. I'm not going to even take anything away. It had me rattled for sure. But then he just wants to get straight on this camera like and start, I don't know, talking smack. Like, I'm still right there, bro. Like, I'm not going to just let you sit there and talk smack. But it just happens that he had a, a perfectly good shot of my shiny shoe going across his chin. It's, it was it was it was a hilarious, hilarious. Yeah, the the actual shot from his iPhone is it's so it's so perfect. And it's cool because I look really cool when like I like walk into the screen, and then I like just look at him like I look. I, I'm glad he did it. The good for him because it makes me look great. And the absolute perfect extension of your leg on that super kick. I saw someone reference this as the Ned Flanders kick. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I think I I think I know what you're talking about. Yes, I was thinking 97 Shawn Michaels. As soon as soon as he turned around, I was thinking, okay, sorry, 97 Shawn. I think there's a lot of WWE fans that may just be familiar with your work now on the main roster. If they were to go and look at some of your best NXT stuff, where where do they need to begin? Man, that that was such a good time for me. That was such a good because honestly, I get. I feel like you could start anywhere because like everybody was, everyone was good. You know what I mean? Everybody that I was in there with was so good. So it really helped me out a lot. But I mean, I guess if, if I had to point you somewhere first. Yeah. Probably the uh, War Games is one of them. War Games is great. Yeah. But that's a little long. So that's like a long match. So, I mean, probably me and Alistair versus the Viking Raiders. That was one of my favorites. That was one of my favorites. Me and Dream was one of my favorites. Obviously, I I would have to go me and Adam Cole point punch you there first because just of what that match was and what it became. But also, like me and Johnny was good. Me and Pete had a title for title match on T on the NXT TV taping one time. I think me, Pete, and Adam Cole had like a triple threat thing going one time. I think there's a bunch. There's a bunch of cool like multi-man matches. It was like me, Riddle, Adam Cole, Alistair. Like there was a it was like one crazy match. That one was cool. Halftime Heat. Remember Halftime Heat? Mm-hmm. So it was just like that was just a cool like because it was only really like maybe nine or ten months. It wasn't very long, but that little bit of time, I just, you know, it was great. When you did get called up to the main roster and you made your debut there, was there a part of you that was like I, I know I've done so much here in NXT, but maybe people here aren't going to you know, be familiar with me or familiar with my work. Were you nervous at all about that? 
Um, I wasn't actually even, I wasn't worried about that at all. Not even because, oh, I think everyone's going to know me. Like it, that, that just was like, if you don't know me, you're about to know me. Like if you don't know me, you're going to find out very soon. So like that wasn't, that has never been, cause I've, I've always kind of liked starting fresh. Like, you know, like even on the independent scene, you know, start fresh, build your, your, your name value up until like a new bigger company sees you. Then you literally start at the bottom of this big company and then you work. And then this other company, then you go overseas and then you're starting at the bottom again. You know, you go to Japan or whatever, like you always starting at the bottom until you build that rapport, you, you build that, you know? And so I guess maybe that's kind of how I saw that as well. Like if you didn't know me, then I guess you're going to know me soon enough because just watch. What was the like Genesis behind the name Ricochet? Cause it's, it's very fitting for what you do. Um, it's so when we first started, it was like this uh, called Chaos Pro Wrestling. That's what was CPW. That was our thing. And it was, I was training. I was like 14. We were training. We trained for like six months, maybe. And then it was the day of the, the, our big show, our first match. It was me and my two friends. And we had started at the same time. We were training the same time. And they're asking our names, what are your names going to be? And I had like a list of names that I wanted, but I wanted like a two name, like a John Cena, you know what I mean? Something like that. But I just couldn't think of anything that I liked. I couldn't think of anything that I liked. Also, I had Ricochet down. I had a couple other things, but also at the time, like the show Mucha Lucha was very popular. And so Ricochet was a character. So like, I didn't want to just pick that either. Cause I knew people were going to put the two together and that's not where I got it from. Anyways, we get to the day and he asked one of my friends, one guy was like blue cat, like kind of Azul or something. And then the next guy, they were like, what's your name? And he was like, I haven't thought of one. And then like, okay, you're, you're going to be Kevin. And then they like looked around and like, they saw one of the cats walk by and the cat's name was Hobbs from like, you know, Calvin and Hobbs, the little strip. <laughs> so he's like, so you're going to be Kevin. And they're like, Hobbs, you're Kevin Hobbs. And he was like, oh, I don't want to be Kevin Hobbs. And like, you didn't pick a name. Sorry. That's what you're going to be. And then they got to me and they're like, what's your name? And I said, I don't want to be fucking Kevin Hobbs. I don't want to be Kevin Hobbs. So I, uh, I said, I was trying to think, I just said Ricochet because Ricochet goes with, I said, I know I do flips. I know I do like high flying stuff. So I feel like Ricochet fits like the name. So I just said Ricochet because I didn't want to be Kevin Hobbs. So. I didn't want them to pick some random name. So I just settled with Ricochet. And then since then, now I, I, I love that it's a one mm. title name. I like that it's different. I like that it's, uh, yeah, it's different. It's something that will stand out in a group of names, I feel like. And it also, like you said, it does fit what I do inside the ring. Yeah, like if someone's never seen one of your matches and you go, you need to watch this guy named Ricochet, they go, oh, I think I get it. I think I know what he's all about. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really... Now that I've, I've, I've gone through all of it, I really enjoy the name now and I really like that it's something different. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Congratulations on your recent engagement. And I want to take it back. Talk us through the first time that you and Samantha met. Uh, actually, I, w- I went to see her in Vegas because she used to perform out here. She did like Cirque du Soleil and she did like she did a bunch of cool like production shows out here. But um, we actually started on, on on Twitter. She added me on Twitter, and we started talking. But then I, I flew out to see her, and we were hanging. Like we we flew out, and then when I landed, we we didn't have anything planned, and so we were just driving around Vegas. And I'm looking around Vegas because you know I've never even really been to Vegas before. It's so pretty, and she's like, I, "So we're trying to figure out what we want to do. What's 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 going on?" And she says, "Do you want to go to the Grand Canyon?" And I'm thinking from Vegas to the Grand, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's not a very sh- far trip, yeah. you know, I'm assuming because also it was probably like eight o'clock at night because I had just landed and we went and got some food and we spent talked for a little bit, you know. So I, I said, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, how far away is it? And she's like, I think it's like four hours. And, and I'm like, yeah, it's just in a different state, you know. I was like, sure. Yeah, let's go. Like, absolutely. And so literally like eight nine o'clock at night we just take off for the grand canyon i think we stop at king kingsman arizona i think that's where we stopped like halfway you know that next morning i don't think she said i saw a cracker barrel i love cracker barrel and i don't think she says she ever been to a cracker barrel before and i said oh we gotta go it's so yeah. good and if she asked she says she hasn't been in a long long time i said so we gotta go so that was kind of our real first date was like meeting at a, like a Cracker Barrel where we really sat down and talked. And it was so funny because the the waitress, she I guess she thought we had been together for a long time. And then we were like, oh, no, this is actually our first date. And she was like, what? She goes, oh, you guys have just been sitting here. Like, it's, she goes, I thought you guys would have been together for a long time. But, and they were like, oh, no, thank you so much. So, like, from day one, it's just been, like, from day one, it's been, like, I don't know, perfect, I want to say. Nobody's perfect, but, like, we are perfect. That is a hell of a first date. Vegas to Cracker Barrel on the way to the Grand Canyon. And then our first photo together is like us standing together in front of the Grand Canyon. Jeez. Well, it's like you already it's only down from there now, you know. I mean, seriously, that's insane. No, but uh but since then it's just been great, man. Every day's just been like great. Before I let you go here, there was something that happened during the Money in the Bank ladder match. Where I was like, 
only Ricochet could pull this off. And it's where you dive through the ladder and then over the top rope and then to the outside. Is that something you just look at and go, eh, of course I can pull that off. I think it's something that I look at and I go, you know, I think I can do that. And then in the moment, you just got to go for it. It's literally, it's li there's no like practice really. There's no, but I mean, obviously you get the big, I think it was like a 12 foot ladder. So it was a huge ladder. And, um, but, but where the, the, I guess the braces cross that little triangle is actually pretty, I mean, it was pretty big. I actually clipped my elbow though. I still have like a cut on my elbow. Oh, cause I, when I, when I jumped through, I just yeah. clipped my elbow a little bit, but it's just one of those things where you got to like, you see somebody out there, you think you can do it. And you just gotta, again, don't think about it. You just gotta go for it. You're like a real life superhero. And I'm actually really curious. Who's the, who is your favorite superhero? My favorite, it has like, my list is like changed over the years, but I think yeah. consistently Peter Parker is my favorite superhero, Spider-Man, like since I've been like a kid, I feel like, especially when I was younger and I used to like read the comics and watch the old cartoon, like I could relate to a kid going to school, trying to be a superhero like type thing. So Peter Parker has always been one of my favorites. And then uh, The Flash, I'm a big fan of The Flash. That's the Barry Allen. I like Barry Allen. That, that yeah. seems fitting. And then uh, recently over there, it's like characters like All Might and stuff. He's he's up there for me. A couple of like those guys. Obviously, Goku has been up there. I don't know if Goku counts as like a superhero, but just our, our inspirations. I'll be in the gym working out. I'll be like, okay, Goku would do another one. And I'd literally like do another set because Goku would do one. That's how I kind of like push myself. I do. Man. So I think I asked you this at WrestleMania, but I'm going to ask you it again. I end every interview talking about uh, gratitude. Um, what are three things in your life right now that you're grateful for? I am grateful for, I want to say Sam, but I think I may have said Sam last time. Did I? I think she should still make the list. I mean, come on. I think she should still make the list because every day I, I like, I don't like say a prayer, but every day I do like think. I thank her. I thank her just for being her every day. Um, to I am grateful for my family, which I have now, as I've gotten older. When I was younger, we weren't really like in a, a connected family, like saying, I love you and hugging. We always hung out and we always did stuff, but we never did that. But now we are more talkative and we more, we get together and we, it's better now. Mm. And uh, man, I have some of the best like friends now are now brothers like i could have ever asked for so when i just talk about me and sam getting married and i'm trying to think of like my my best man and my like my groomsmen like thinking about the guys in my life that's really helped me get to where i'm at now and be who i am now like thinking about those guys i i th i i'll text them so i just texted one of them the other day i said man love you i just think you're a big part of my life and you're a big reason i'm here so i think those are probably three things that i Dude, I love that. And now older, thankful for. Yeah, I love that, man. Uh, it's so good to be able to catch up with you and uh, look forward to seeing you and uh, Logan Paul and what you guys can pull off. It's up Can't wait to smack him in his dumb face. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Okay, there we go, my friends. What a first date, right? Flying into Las Vegas. 
you end up at the Grand Canyon with a stop at Cracker Barrel on the way. The pancakes at Cracker Barrel. So good. They do this thing where they're like a little bit like kind of crispy on the outside. And then you bite into them and it's all soft on the inside. And so, oh, if, if, come on. If you've had pancakes at Cracker Barrel, you know what I'm talking about. And if you've never had pancakes at Cracker Barrel, my friend, you are missing out. If you happen to live in a place where they don't have Cracker Barrel, the next time you're in a city that has Cracker Barrel, do yourself a favor. And they have breakfast all day long. So it's not like you have to go there early just to get the pancakes. They have breakfast all day long. But so good to be able to spend some time with Ricochet. Man, he is so talented. And I love that he's getting the rub right now that he deserves. Like seeing him cut a promo on Raw, like, you know, one dude in the ring with the microphone in hand addressing the uh, the crowd, that's a big spot to be in. And I don't know if enough people are talking about the fact that WWE is putting that much confidence in him to be able to have one of the biggest matches at one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year here at SummerSlam against one of their fastest rising, one of their certainly well, most well-known stars outside of the wrestling world in Logan Paul. So that's a big thing. And I, I hope that this leads to a bunch more. We know they're going to show out at SummerSlam. We know this is going to be one of the best matches on the card, but I can't wait to see what happens after this for both of them, actually. Logan Paul on a high right now, Ricochet riding this high, so I can't wait. Please take a screenshot. Let us know that you're listening to this episode and tag us. He's at King Ricochet. I am at Chris Van Vliet. If you're not already following the show, please take a second right now to follow the show. And man, it's pretty crazy. Or one of the biggest wrestling podcasts in the world right now. And it's all thanks to you. I'll leave you with the words of Mark Twain. We got a lot of Mark Twain quotes on the show. Like that man is just so insightful. Yes, pun intended. The best way to cheer yourself up is to try to cheer someone else up. And I know there's someone listening to this right now that needed to hear that. So there you go. Be great. Be grateful, and we will see you on the next one for some more insight. And I'll see you in Detroit if you happen to be there for SummerSlam.